Love you guys. Welcome to Rave Culture Cast. This is kind of like a new episode slash Instagram live. So it's like a special edition. So thank you guys for joining. Uh, today is going to be all about RV camping, which is super exciting. Hold on, let me get adjusted here. It's been a minute since I've done a live. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I hope you're all comfy. I have, I'm sitting here with like my feet up in my, just like get ready to lounge guys. Okay. <laughs> so get comfortable, go grab a snack, grab a drink. Uh, we're going to be on here for a minute. So if you need to like pop in, pop out, feel free to do your thing. Hello, hello. I'm going to have my girl Cammie on here in a minute, and we're going to be talking about all things RV camping, which we're kind of like in prime camping festival season right now, so I feel like this is a good time for this episode. Hello. Welcome. I miss you guys. <laughs> this is going to be my last live slash like interview for a minute, so that's kind of like hitting me right now too, which is crazy. But do we have any RV campers in the chat right now? If you, like, have you had experiences with RV camping? Are you first timers? Let me know. Hi, Tay. Hi, Abe. Got everybody in here. What's up, guys? Also, can we talk about the ARC? I'm wearing my ARC sweatshirt today. Can we talk about the ARC music festival after party lineup? The jealousy I have for all of you. RV camped three times and tented once. Nice. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi, Emma. Hi, everybody. Great. How are you? I'm good. I miss seeing your face. I know. I haven't <laughs> seen you in so long. It's I'm been so a sad. minute. Thank you, know, you for doing this. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having Thank me. You. I'm super excited. Hell yes. Yeah, no, I was just telling everybody to get comfy because we're going to be here for a minute. <laughs> and uh, Got my water sure. ready. Perfect. Okay, good. I know Cam, he's got like diligent notes, which so basically like background on this, uh, I'll, I'll call it episode because this is going to get uploaded as an episode. Um, in our Discord chat, some people were asking for an episode all about RV camping. And I was like, listen, I, we can do that, but I am not the expert or the person to, I was not the captain of the ship. We need to have Cammie come on because Cammie was our lifeline when we did that. So she's going to be our expert here talking about uh, RV camping, but uh, do you want to give a little background on yourself, where you're from, all that good stuff? Yeah, definitely. So I'm from Columbia. I grew up in Florida, but I actually live in Denver, Colorado. I've been here for the past two years. Uh, I used to own a trailer, which it was like the the hard lesson into everything in the world of RVs. Like, <laughs> just had to learn everything from scratch and looking up YouTube tutorials on RVs and like how to fix problems. And so, yeah, so yeah. I, I have a lot of experience with them. And she's yeah, we're, my Pisces queen, house music <laughs> queen. Who who is some of the favorite artists? You like a little bit of everything. <laughs> oh my God, everything. Uh, I have like a top five that rotates right now. Obviously, John Summit, similar Red Rocks poster in the back. <laughs> um, Boris Breck, yeah, uh, Subtronics because I I love bass. Uh, 
who else? Rufus Dussault. Have always loved them. Mm-hmm. Um, still love LPGOB. She's fantastic. Looking forward to seeing her at uh, Groove Cruise. And uh, yes. trying to get into techno. It's so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. I know so little about techno. And the more I learn, the more <laughs> I know I know very little. So No, we love it. Yeah. I love that it's like eclectic and like you said you're near Red Rocks so you get to go yeah. like I live vicarious through all of your shows pretty much it's crazy I live like 20 minutes from Red Rocks so it's super easy to get out there so and nice see shows it's wild damn girl all right well let's dive into this like so basically if you guys want to ask questions please feel free there's a question box there or like we'll we'll definitely react to things but I had posted some polls um, on Instagram and Facebook and got some questions in advance. And so a lot of, le- a lot of them were like, um, really common questions. So I figured we could tackle those since those seems to be like the ones that were kind of on people's minds the most. So when it comes to RV camping, I should ask you to like, do you know, do you even know how many times you've done it? RV <laughs> at this point? camping? So festivals twice, uh, with two different kinds of RVs, but RV camping, it's got to be close to 100 times. Like, I used to, oh. I got, my ex and I got an RV during 2020, and we used to just, we drove for, like, eight weeks and just did a road trip around the U.S. Wow. Uh, it broke down a few times. We had to figure out how to fix it. Uh, yep. Yeah. Probably, probably maybe close to 100 times. Jeez. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Yeah, no, and it's a, <laughs> it's a different experience, I'm sure, like, with oh, festivals yeah. versus just, yeah, like, renting it. But, so, Okay one of the most popular questions that came in is like, where do I rent from? And I've heard horror stories <laughs> from some of our friends, like having issues with certain companies, but do you have like a preferred company that you like to rent from? Yeah. So for festivals, I've had experience with both Outdoorsy and RV Share. So the way that Outdoorsy and RV Share work is kind of like getting an Airbnb for your RV, right? Like it's someone, someone owns the RV and they're like, Airbnb it out to you. So you go to their home, you pick it up, um, and they walk you through it. It's your mileage may vary on this on this experience because some people, you know, they take really great care of their RVs and they're up to date on everything. Some people don't. They rent it out to a lot of people. So mm-hmm. like for example, with uh BB and Garrett for EC Vegas, they mm-hmm. their generator wasn't working, so they just had an awful experience. It was too hot, no AC. Um, you can also use RV rental companies where they have a fleet of RVs and they're made for people to rent them. So they're not the nicest, they're not the fanciest, but they're reliable. They don't care if you take them to music festivals, they're mm-hmm. just ready for you to go. And, um, a lot of people have really good experiences with, with companies like Cruise America, super reliable, uh, El Monte RV. That's another one that has a little bit less locations, but mm-hmm. they, they're like kind of like cheaper the standard and it's not as as scary as renting someone's like RV that they own. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. yeah, I, I couldn't imagine running into some issues with that. And then when when like so for example, we're looking for like Shambhala, do you normally base it off of like the location that you're going to? Like do you pick the city essentially that you're gonna be like picking the RV up in and then kind of just like explore from there? Yeah, exactly. So I what I've done in the past and what I plan on doing usually when I run an RV is I fly into a big city uh, that's close to the festival but also has areas that I can rent an RV from 
where they're not going to be like, oh, this person's going to this mm-hmm. festival because mm-hmm. they're less likely to put no festivals allowed in their RV rental. So I'll give you an example. For Forest last year, we flew into Chicago, rented an RV from a suburb of Chicago, and then drove it to Michigan, which was about four hours away. Right, right, right. That makes sense so that you're not getting like flagged. How yeah. how big yeah. of it? Because this came up, like how big of an issue is the no festivals rule? Is that like very common? <laughs> well, so I definitely recommend not lying to whoever you're running the RV from. Like mm-hmm. if it says no festivals, mm-hmm. you can either ask if you can take it to a festival, tell them, you know, I'm an adult, I, I'll take care of it. Or um, yeah, a lot of people put trackers or GPS devices mm-hmm. in their RV. So I would just recommend don't lie to them because you might get yeah they're in a field in the middle of michigan so it's yep. like yeah <laughs> exactly uh, i think i know where you're going yeah yeah oh my god i can't even imagine okay and so so those are two options to go for for anybody listening if you guys and i'll probably like list down some of these like when we do the episode i'll link some of these like websites and stuff um so when you look for an RV, you mentioned for like festival specifically, you had two different kinds. Cami drove like the biggest fucking RVs I've ever seen in my life, which that's a whole other conversation we'll get into. But what are you looking for in an RV? And I know it depends kind of a little bit like on, you know, we based it off of like our group size. Cause when we did the RV for Camp EDC, we had eight of, eight of us. So that was like the max amount we could even have in an RV. Yeah. But what, what are you looking for when you get an RV? So it's got check some boxes right so it's got to be big enough to fit the crew that wants to come with us um so comfortable enough so enough enough beds enough storage uh enough storage for your food i like to look for an rv that has a fridge where we can store cold food um and then you start looking at pricing so the way that they price rvs uh they give you like a, a price per night and then add-ons from there so some rvs come with like five generator hours for free included included in the price and then mm-hmm. you have to pay per generator hour that you use it on top of that uh mileage the gas tank uh can mm-hmm. be a thing because you know they're huge and so they need huge gas tanks and so you're going to be filling it up a lot um the tanks for water storage like the size for clear water, black water, and gray water, that's really important, especially uh, based off how many people you're going to put in the mm-hmm. RV, because if everyone's using the water, uh, you know, it's going to fill up pretty quickly. Yep. So you want to make sure that it fits your group. And then I also like to see if they come with other amenities like, you know, slide out so that you have a bigger living space, mm-hmm. um, maybe cups, plates, uh, silverware included. Uh, sheets, pillows, stuff like that. Um, that way I'm trying to figure out, okay, is it worth it for me to bring that or is right. it included in the price? Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with the slide out stuff too, like even just the, like, do you look at the orientation of like the beds? Cause I feel like I usually, even when I was just clicking around, I was trying to see like what converts into like a queen style bed, what's going to be a twin, you know, what has privacy. Cause I know the ones I was in the bunk beds for the camp EDC one, and we had like a little privacy panel. And then usually there's kind of like a master bedroom right in the back that's yeah. like the biggest queen size bed or like whatever it's gonna be. So like all of that orientation, I guess, is important depending on what you guys are looking for. And then in the really nice ones, like in the really <laughs> big ones that you've rented, like 
what what comes down to that decision like is that just you want more comfort you want more space like pretty much (laughs) that's exactly right like just having enough space to like sit eat your breakfast move around you know that's so nice yeah and like if you're looking for an rv like that you're you're gonna want to go with something like a class a or class c the class c is like the one that looks like a tour bus and it's huge right it's massive but it's so worth it for the space like we were mm-hmm. so uh, our group took a class c to um or a class a sorry to electric forest and we were so comfortable like we had space mm-hmm. to sit i brought a little mirror and was able to do my makeup and like you know it was really nice and the ac yeah, cooled so well <laughs> oh god yeah that rv was so sick that you had for forest <laughs> so nice oh super was- nice question in here too kind of just before we move on from like the actual rental of rv they said is there like a safe way to rent an rv i've heard horror stories of people canceling very last minute and now you're out of an rv has that ever happened to you so luckily has not happened to me but it's definitely something to keep in mind like the the rv company so like cruise america they're less likely to do that to you. You'll sign a contract, like you'll have the RV, but if you're gonna go with outdoorsy um, RV share, places like that, that can happen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like mm-hmm. an Airbnb where they're like, oh, sorry, it's not available anymore and they'll cancel on you. It's, I've, I've definitely heard of, of that happening to friends and mm-hmm. it just sucks. They'll, they'll try to match you um, with something comparable, but it's not gonna be the same. Um, it's kind of like a gamble, pretty much. Yeah. So it just depends yeah. on me. Because that happened to our friends at Forest this year. Yeah. They canceled two weeks before. And they were able to find... I don't remember what company they ended up, like, switching companies. But, yeah, they ended up, like, luckily finding something. Um, but it's, again, it's going to be tricky in those situations. Because then you got to factor in, like, distance where you're picking it up. Because anything in near the vicinity of Electric Forest, obviously, at that point, was completely, like, sold out of RVs. Yeah. But, hello. That's my brother. <laughs> Hi, Zach. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Somebody asked, how far in advance do you like to book RVs? The, the day you have your tickets, <laughs> book your RV. Yeah. Like, you'll have way more options. It might even be more affordable. Um, just book it as soon as possible because you never know. Like, you definitely don't want to wait till the month of or even a couple months before. Uh, and it's just nice to kind of know, like, what you have you know, what, what space you're going to have, where you're going to be, definitely as soon as possible, go ahead and book it. Hell yes. Um, so you can for budget for it. Yeah, you can budget for it too. Like, you'll have more time. Um, like, what we did for Forest last year is we, we, I think I put it on my credit card, and then we did, like, a payment plan for the group, so that way they could pay monthly towards the cost of the RV, and it nice. wasn't like, yeah, like, it wasn't like one one uh, expense all at once. Ooh, Okay. So I want to, let's chat costs now. Cause I, I want to bring yeah. it up now that you said it. Okay. So other, cause you mentioned a couple things I didn't even know about. So other than like, obviously the rental itself and then gas and stuff, did they typically like fill up the tank before you get it? Is that like included or no? Or do you have to go do that? <laughs> In my experience? Yes. They typically okay. send you out with a full tank, but then that means you got to bring it back full, full tank. tank. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got to factor in the cost of gas and like yep. you said you were traveling four hours from chicago so like i can't even imagine yeah. how many how, do you remember how many times you filled it up we filled up uh twice so we filled up in okay. somewhere in indiana and then we filled up right before we went into forest um in grand rapids okay gotcha 
to, to factor that in. And yeah. then the generator thing. So I didn't know about that. How yep, expensive yep. is that in addition, if you're going to be doing the, using the generator a lot? It depends on what the, the owner wants to charge. Um, most places will charge maybe like $5 per extra generator hour. So you, you should definitely factor that into your costs. For Forest, they gave us five hours of generator use, which we actually didn't end up going over at all. Like we budgeted okay. a certain amount, but because at, at night it was pretty cool. And then during the day we were like in the festival. Um, I think we actually ended up coming under budget and I got to give people back their money, which was really, really nice. Okay. Nice. That's yeah. nice. Sweet. And then obviously like additional things to think about too is um, like food. Mm -hmm. I'm trying mm -hmm. to think of what else. Like <laughs> food, gas, camping, the water. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. Camping the night before and the night yeah. after if you're not going to return it right away. Uh, so how much that's going to cost you? Like campgrounds are usually like 50 bucks a night. Um, and then aside from that, yeah, food. I think that's pretty much it. Most places yeah. include the like a water hose and the sewer hose. Um, I have seen some RVs that that are listed on RV Share or Outdoorsy that don't include that. So you might want to factor that in. They're like twenty bucks max mm. at Walmart. Yep, mm -hmm. and then protein and oh. tank. Right. Yeah, propane and tank dumps. If you're going to be using propane, which a lot of RVs use for heating or cooking. Um, if you need to provide the propane, uh, like fill up the tank, uh, I can't remember how much that costs cause I haven't done it in a while, but factor that in, it's not super expensive. And then if you have to pay to dump your water or fill up your RV, that's another cost to factor. I haven't been lucky with that. Like mm -hmm. we to if we run our water, run out of space in the tanks, um, we just haven't been lucky enough to, to get a, a dump and fill up, but I want to say it's a hundred dollars to fill up at EDC and a hundred dollars to dump. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And then propane is cheap. That's good to know. Poop yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Damien. Uh, Damien is another expert. He is the he's the expert RV <laughs> driver for his group. It's amazing. Hell yes. Um, and then we didn't talk about. I mean, obviously, this is like just for renting the RV itself. Yeah. Right? Which again, like I should have said this in the beginning. Obviously, like there's pros and cons of. Any, any level of camping for festivals, specifically with RV camping, like we've talked about, it's, it's a lot about like comfort and, you know, protection, air conditioning, like if you convenience, like that's definitely like reasons you want to go for RV camping. And like, I've done GA camping now, there's VIP options, like glamping options, there's so many different ways you can go about camping. So this is just more to be like informative and like, allow you to price it out because it may just be too expensive of an option yeah. to start with in the beginning but on top of this this does not include your your camping festival ticket and your rv mm -hmm. ticket which are separate passes that yep. you pay for with it depending on the festival so with like edc las vegas for example you you buy your edc ticket which is what like 400 something dollars then yeah. you can do camp edc so you can do the moon glow shift pods all that stuff but i forget the exact pricing but then there was a pass for your rv which included up to eight bands so up to eight of you could stay in your rv which was great and then there were additional fees on top of that so if you wanted to do a power hookup instead of running on just a generator that was an additional cost and like cammy said yeah. if you're gonna dump your tank or anything so there's the rental 
cost of the RV. I want to make sure I get all of this gas. <laughs> uh, yep. Like you said, propane takes extra things like generator. that mm-hmm. generator fee. And then you pay for your festival pass yep. and usually an RV pass to park your RV. So, and consider electricity, all that. electricity yeah. ticket. If you want to get hooked up to electricity, which I did, we did for EDC Vegas last year. Um, and it was great because our, all our appliances worked at all times. Our, we didn't have to rely on the generator at all. Our AC was running at all times. Uh, you, we didn't have to use the inverter, which takes the power from the generator to charge your phones at all. Uh, but it was like 500 bucks. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it was expensive. So and again, like if you, this is where you have to weigh how many people you want to have on your RV. Cause obviously when we split it by eight people, that was way fucking cheaper than like if you have three or four people in an RV. So you kind of just have to decide like what size RV you're going to get, how many people, you know, how much comfort you want versus like how many people you need to split it on to make it more affordable for your group. So all things to consider yeah. again, <laughs> still team RV. Cause now that I've done a couple of the camping festivals in the tent, baking out in the heat, I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> Asleep, you will have at a camping festival. Right. Like I, I think I got, consistently like six to eight hours a night because I wasn't waking up you know all hot mm-hmm. and sweaty the, the sound was manageable it was great we had AC exactly yeah so you yeah. got it like weigh the pros and cons of that of that decision but um yep. okay bathrooms let's talk bathrooms really quickly because we we ran into this issue um but Stacey said suggestions on how to go about shower bathroom situations in RV what are do's and don'ts do you have any bathroom rules Yes, absolutely. So depending on your size of tanks and how many people are in your RV, um, we typically don't shower in the RV just because you're going to, you know, fill up the the gray tank really fast and go through the water really fast. So we always use the showers. I definitely recommend that you only go number one, only pee in the RV. No, no pooping. That is always my rule. Please don't poop in the (laughs) RV because it fills up the tank really fast and then you're going to smell it. Like there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to smell it. And it's so gross. Um, and it, the RVs have this panel on the side where you can click a button and check how full the tanks are, or how empty the water tank is. So I was, I constantly monitor that over the weekend to know, okay, what are we at? You know, mm-hmm. at some point are we going to have to stop peeing in the RV and go use the restroom to go number <laughs> one? Because yeah gets pretty gross and does it do you find that it fills up quickly oh yeah the size of it yeah for edc vegas we had eight people in there it filled up so fast but (laughs) for forest we had i think five people total and it lasted like the the black tank was fine for the rest of the weekend i think we only filled it up to about halfway which was nice yeah Yeah, we we definitely ran into that issue with at camp edc because i think we were there i mean what did we pull on Thursday morning and yeah. I think it was like by Friday night it's not, <laughs> like, like I literally think it was by Friday night like we couldn't even use the bathroom in our RV anymore because like, we could literally completely filled up the tank and we were not showering on it at all so yeah it's just like it's just things to consider but um just I think the convenience of having the RVs because like I'm a person like I use the bathroom in the middle of the night and like not mm-hmm. having to walk to a porta potty in like the pitch black at a camping festival and just be able to like walk outside your bed is so nice. And again, the air conditioning. So 
Yeah, I agree. So good. All, it's also it's also a safety thing, right? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. not having to leave your RV to go to the bathroom, being able to lock your belongings because all of them have keys or keypads mm-hmm. where you can lock everything in there. Um, uh, some examples from this year, like uh, when it just rainstormed up forests and people felt really safe in their RVs versus like in the tents where people are getting like blown away. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, there's definitely pros sure. and cons. For sure. And I think I, I agree with you on the bathroom side of things too, just being able to use like the showers or whatever kind of like set up is that the actual festival itself. I feel like that's totally fine. And yeah. um, one question that came in, we kind of explained it, but this, I didn't understand how generators worked for the longest time. So what does that mean if you are at a festival and like you are doing the power hookup versus you're just going to use the generator and you're not going to pay for that extra power hookup? Yeah, so the generator is basically like an engine that you turn on to give, like it it uses gas to give power to your appliances, uh, to the AC. Um, So if you are plugged into shore power, your your electrical is plugged into, you know, the electricity that the the FAST provides. So you have power at all times. You don't have to turn on the generator. You're not using the gas in your RV. But if you are on a generator, so anytime you need to charge your phones, you have to turn on the generator, push the inverter, and all the plugs will work. Um, The AC goes off the generator, so you have to turn it on, turn Mm -hmm. on the AC, and it's going to be using the generator hours. So not only does it draw on the gas, but it also adds up those hours, Mm -hmm. which can be an extra cost depending on your package for the RV. Sure. And I've heard, like I know our friend Brandon has said, like, he's team generator. He usually doesn't do like the power hookups ever. So like, again, depending on the size of the RV and the type of generator you have, like we have plenty of friends who are like, I'm generator all the way. I'm not going to pay that extra fee for the power hookup. But again, it depends, I guess it just depends on, you know, if you want to have that AC running like around the clock or you just want to have your electronics working and all of that. And you don't even want to think about turning the generator like on and off, then maybe the power hookup is something you want to opt for instead. But yeah, it just I also yeah. think it depends on the temperature of the festival you're going to like forest at night gets point. really, really cold. It was great. Didn't you need to use a generator. But like in Vegas, it's so hot that mm-hmm. without that, you know, the generator is going to struggle to power that AC. And so it might go out and, and like Damien shared generators are unreliable. So if it goes out and you're in the Vegas mm-hmm. heat, a hundred mm-hmm. plus degree weather like you're and you don't have AC, that's really hard. Yeah, I wish BB was on here to talk about that. <laughs> she had like a literal mental breakdown. so bad. I know. <sighs> it, it, yeah, there's, again, there's so many things that can obviously like happen or go wrong. I mean, we didn't talk about this, but at Camp EDC, we had one of those RVs that was the slide out option. So it did like there was a button oh, yeah. pressed and it expands. So your like living room gets bigger in your space. And I think for the first <laughs> day and a half, right, the button didn't work and it wouldn't yeah. expand or something. We got it to work though eventually. Yeah, I think I think I think I figured out that it was unbalanced because right. Vlad, who's one of our friends, who's really big, he like laid on the couch and someone <laughs> pushed a button and that like pushed it down enough to balance it, so it was able to move the the slide out out. But that's another thing you have to make sure the RV is parked in a balance, like balance really well, so the slide outs come out and everything works as it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And that's another factor too. I mean, I feel like most festivals give you like a pretty decent 
RV like spot, like size for your RV. Um, but that's something to consider too. Like I, I, even like the smaller ones, I don't know if you'd even call them RVs or if they're more like campers that have like the little, um, things that stick out the side, like for shading canopies and like couches next to your RV or camper or something. That's something also to consider because you can kind of like set up shop and have like a cute little living room outside your RV too. Um, and okay, I didn't ask you this question yet. Do you need a specific license to drive an RV? No, you, you don't. I just have a regular license. Um, you don't need a specific license unless you're driving like, like one of those, uh, trucks, those big, um, transport trucks, but yeah. that's, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Cammy's out here hauling ass across the United <laughs> States. <laughs> I was. It was I, a big I RV. don't know. How, was there like a learning curve? Because like I'm watching her drive these huge ass buses, and I was just like, I could fucking never. So there is definitely a learning curve, and I tell everyone who's gonna get an RV, like, when you pick it up, the best thing you can do is go straight to an empty parking lot and learn how to drive it. Like mm. how how much space do you need to make your turns? What the brakes feel like? Cause the brakes are gonna be a little bit longer and you're gonna need to mm. allow a lot more space. You're gonna need to go slower on the highway. Um, absolutely take it and learn as much as you can. Learn how to use all the buttons. When you're getting a walkthrough, ask questions because you know, you're going to be driving this thing and it's huge. So, you know, you don't have a, you don't have a rear view mirror either. Some of them have cameras that allow you to see in the back, but you know, you kind of just have to make sure you're always aware of the space mm. and, and mm. how big it is. And yeah, I, yeah, it took me a minute to learn that huge bus, <laughs> like the tour bus that it drove to forest. I was like, this is huge. <laughs> well, not only that, like think about, cause like being on the highway is one thing. And then, like to Cammy's point, like the night before we parked in an RV, like campground park, we drove to a Walmart. She had to like find a spot that <laughs> like with enough space around. So like, that's something to think about too. Like you're going to have stops before yeah. and after the actual festival itself. So you like need to, whether it's you or somebody else in your group who feels more comfortable, like you got to think about those things. You're going to have to be stopping to get groceries, gas, like maybe parking in different like places where you have to be back backing that thing up into a spot so just yeah. really think about who's driving it <laughs> you have to think about the clearance too because it's mm -hmm. a tall vehicle so like if you approach a bridge and it doesn't have clearance it's gonna be bad so you have to yeah. keep that in mind and yeah. like know how tall that vehicle is very true <laughs> uh kaylin asked does forest have power add-on options like edc vegas yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i think so yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys were in the, you guys just did the generator for Forest, yeah, but there is a hookup section, um, so you can do that. I feel like a lot, again, it can get, like, pricier, but we usually when you go on, like, the camping page of a festival and they have, like, they usually have, like, an RV section and it'll tell you, like, the different add-ons and, like, options that they, they have. Um, okay, I think we did pros and cons. We kind of covered that. Any other prep you do before heading to the festival? Like when you say you do a walkthrough, that's usually with the person you're renting it from. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because they're all different. They're all going to have little nuances, like where the generator button is, how to turn it on. So I, I do a full walkthrough just to learn to see if there's anything different that I need to know about. Um, and then to see if there's any damage because you definitely want to document that, um, take pictures before 
you rent it, take pictures when you get there, just everything to, mm -hmm. to make sure you have that documentation just in case. And then one thing I like to do is I go on YouTube and throw in the name of the RV that I'm renting and just put like name of RV, tips and tricks, or mm -hmm. how to use, and just watch a bunch of videos on like, the little things that the RV has, or, you know, maybe issues that people have run into so that I'm prepared. Um, so that's before, once I have the RV, like I said, I go to an empty parking lot and just practice, uh, just take it really slow, learn all the little buttons. Um, make sure you t turn on the fridge the night before so that the fridge has time to cool down. And a mm -hmm. lot of people who have RVs will just do that for you because it's something that's really nice to do. Uh, but some might forget. So just make sure the fridge is on and it's cooling. Smart. Um, make sure, yeah, before you go into the festival, make sure you have a full tank of gas. This is super important because if you're going to mm -hmm. use a generator, yeah, you're, it's going to draw on the gas. So you want to make sure you're going in their full tank. Um, and that way, when you drive out, if you're in line for a long time, you have no issues. Um, uh, drive your, oh yeah, I said that, drive your RV around. Um, I saw a question on opinions on solar generators. I, I had a trailer that had a solar generator. It was awesome for, uh, charging little appliances, but it, if, if I was just going to use, like it, it didn't provide as much power as I needed mm -hmm. to like run the AC all day. So it's just, there's pros and cons. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that would be an option. Yeah, yeah, there's some cool ones. Mm -hmm. I, I want to mention too, because I don't know if it's different with every RV, but like this is something I just didn't even think about with like actual storage. And again, depending on how many people you have, like staying on it with our camp EDC, since we had eight people, all our groceries, like drinks, all of that stuff, it was already crowded enough. And I didn't even think about where I would store my luggage. And so we yeah. kept our luggage, like, obviously underneath, like, so you bring it outside and, like, stored it outside. But that's something to think about, too, because then every time I wanted to, like, change or get stuff out of my luggage, I would have to go outside, haul my luggage out of the side of it, open it up on the floor, blah, 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 like, go through everything. Is that typically how it is or just depends on how many people you have, like, on board? It, de it depends on how many people you have. Um you know what I did for Forest? I put everything in packing cubes and just took the packing cubes. Like I left my mm -hmm. luggage outside and took the packing cubes inside and just put them in a little cabinet. And it was so convenient. Like I didn't have to go back and forth on my bag. Yeah, it was way easier. Oh, nice. That's smart. And then any other tips? Because like, for example, for cooking and stuff like that, and you mentioned about like the fridge. Um, typically, how do you like to approach that with festivals like because one of the obviously nice conveniences of it is like you, you can spend less money on buying food within the festival because you can just bring stuff in but how do you like to approach food and drinks yeah so uh wow lots of lots of tips there so what we did for uh for edc vegas i think i made a spreadsheet and mm -hmm. i was like add everything you want we'll put together things that we can eat and then i ordered ahead from walmart so there's a Walmart in like close to the KOA we're staying out in Vegas and we're able to just pick it up, um, load it into our, into our RV. And then we had everything that we needed for the weekend. Um, so that makes it really easy. And then I also, um, for cook, like I also bought a lot of stuff that you could just easily eat microwavable, mm -hmm. like, uh, mac and cheese, uh, those little like uncrustable sandwiches were really, really great. Cause they were quick, easy. Um, we did cold brew that you could just pour out into a mm -hmm. cup, orange juice. 
Um, we were staying with uh, my uh, Vlad and our friends who are really healthy. So they like always wanted to cook like eggs and stuff, which was great. Yep. But it's like, it's a lot to consider as well, because you have to clean up, you have to clean the pans, you know, mm -hmm. you're using the water, you're having to wash dishes. So I, it, if you can do it, I always recommend make it really easy for yourself. Fruit, sandwiches, mm -hmm. like stuff you can throw together really fast and you don't have to cook. Um, and like Damien said, uh, you can, a lot of RVs come with like a little um, gas hookup for the outside so that you can put a, put a, put a gas stove out there and cook your stuff. I definitely recommend doing nice. that. Keeps everything clean and organized and it's just less stuff that mm -hmm. gets dirty and it's, that's, that's a big thing. Agreed. Yeah. I was going to mention that the, like the health food that they wanted to bring, but it I mean, it's just helpful because I felt like the kitchen space was like a, a pretty good size and we were able yeah. to bring like a lot of, even if it's just like we covered breakfast, but that plus like we were able to bring in plenty of like alcohol that we wanted. Like I, mm -hmm. I feel like we filled up the fridge pretty quickly just between like drinks, like fruit, anything that needed to like be refrigerated. And then we had like muffins and other stuff too. That was like non-perishable that we could just keep out. But I, like the convenience of having the kitchen and the fridge and the bathroom, even just to like brush your teeth in the morning or like use oh, yeah. the bathroom in the middle of the night. I feel like those two were just clutch. So nice. Clutch for us. so nice. I had my snacks. I didn't have to pay like, you know, 15 bucks for a coffee or whatever. Yep. Like I could just bring my cold brew in and have it right in the morning. And it was so nice. So, <laughs> so easy. And then, so for outside the, the RV, any tips or recommendations for like being literally being able able to find your RV in the crowd of RVs like do you like to decorate the outside of it do you put a totem up so you can find it easier oh oh yeah oh yeah so for both times I brought flags and we uh my boyfriend just got up on the roof and like put them up we brought fairy lights like battery op operated lights that you could just hang outside so it's easy to spot it um and then for so that makes you know makes it easy to find like you're gonna be in a sea of RVs. Mm -hmm. Make it easy for yourself. Um, and then for for stuff for inside, like I said, packing cubes to keep all that stuff, my stuff organized. I brought yep. a little caddy for the shower that I could just throw all my stuff in. Um, I have this small fan. Uh, oh, here it is. This guy. I just got it on Amazon, and it has a little hook, and I just like hung it. Nice. You know, so, so I could fan myself inside. It comes with a little nightlight too. Um, what else? Uh, camping tables or chairs to put outside to hang out with. I, I brought a rug. Actually, I think our RV came with a rug that I could put out front so people nice. could wipe their feet before going in. Um, I definitely recommend paper towels, uh, wet wipes. Bring wet wipes. Bring more wet wipes than you think mm -hmm. you need. Um, uh, what else? Plastic silverware, plastic cups. Um, I brought a dry, like a microfiber towel with a hook mm -hmm. so I could hang it when I'm showering um my little makeup mirror I have a, like a travel light up makeup mirror that just stands up on Love its it. own and it, it was really easy to do my makeup mm, what else these are what about bed sheet, like you said some of them because I can't I think I brought a sleeping bag to EDC yeah but usually is it it does it just completely depend on like the renter if they're going to provide exactly. sheets or pillows or anything yeah yeah so what we did for EDC some of us got like a blanket and pillow in a in a pillowcase, uh, but the 
the most convenient way to do it is just bring a sleeping bag. I did that for Forrest and I was super comfy the whole time. Perfect. Okay, that's not bad. Yes, bring so much water, 100%. Agree with that. So much water. I never know. Okay, and then for for a safety question too, because I know like we ran into this, but usually like do they give you keys to the RV? You mentioned some might have a keypad and then like how do you – figure out who's going to be like holding on to the keys so that you don't, you know, I got locked out one morning because <laughs> <laughs> I went back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back. It just depends because you just don't know. And if you're with a big yeah. group, like the chances of you all coming back at the same time, like may not just may not happen. So yeah. like one morning yeah. I got back there earlier, but like, of course you don't want to leave your RV like mm-hmm. unlocked. So how do you normally handle like the key situation? So for Vegas, you know, we should have these or we should have asked for coffees. But, and this tip comes from Brandon and Jen, who are geniuses. What they did was they got one of those like realtor things, uh, you know, that you can hide your key and then it has a code to open it up to open the key. They just hung mm-hmm. one of those on the door of the RV. And so we just left the key there. And if you wanted to come back and forth, you had access to the to the RV whenever. Smart. You know, Smart. not one person was responsible for the key the whole time. It was just there. Smart. So it made it really easy. Some people use hide a keys, but I think I like having the, the thing that holds holds onto the, the lock box. Same, it's, saying it's that too, yeah. Smart. Yeah, way safer. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You guys are the expert. I wouldn't think of this shit. <laughs> this is so smart. Okay. <laughs> All right, last few questions, and then we will wrap up. Um, any other – we had on here common mistakes. Any other, like, common mistakes we didn't touch on? I'm trying to um, Definitely think. overestimating the tank space. That's a that's a very common mistake, like, for your water tank and your black and gray tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're smaller than you think, so you know, <laughs> make sure you're keeping an eye on them. Um, not taking the time to practice in the parking lot. Uh, you don't want to crash or, you know, get into an accident before the festival. That'll definitely ruin your weekend. So yep. make sure you get comfortable with what's inside of the RV. Make sure you ask questions about how to use all the little different um, tools in there because things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like what happens if a fuse burns out? How, you know, can, how can I replace a fuse? That's something that's really easy to, to know. And, and um knowing the name of the model of your RV so you can Google if something goes on and you mm. can find out how to fix it. Um, if you can do this ahead of time, schedule out a tank dump out and a refill. Um, it's just so nice to be able to have that like water in there and, and have the RV be clean. And then when you do that at the that, festival, by the way, when you say that, yeah. Like- Okay. Okay. It's not super reliable, but being able to have that is clutch. Okay. Um, and then like Damien said, don't skip on the insurance. The insurance is so important. Always get the insurance. Um, for forest, uh, we actually got into an accident because a trucker sideswiped our RV and knocked off a mirror. We were fine, but it still happened. So we had to file an insurance claim and it was just not fun, but, but make sure you have insurance. So important. Yeah, accidents have been ran. I can't even imagine. You know, I was yeah. going to ask you to clarify that because I feel like the water tank still confuses me a little bit because I remember at EDC, we ran out, we filled up the water, ran out of it so quickly. And then we tried, I think, to get a refill, but they were so mm-hmm. backed up that we never even yep. got that. So usually there is an option to get a refill mm-hmm. at the festival if they're not like backed up incredibly, I guess, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can 
you have to find them. Mm -hmm. um, I, I had so much trouble with that. Like I just kind of gave up on it at EDC Vegas. Uh, they, if you, you can sign up in advance, I think at the beginning of the festival, I'm not really sure how it works, but it's called EDC Phil. Mm -hmm. And you ask them, hey, this is where I'm at. And, and in Vegas, you have your address where your RV is at. You give it to them, you pay in advance, and mm -hmm. they come and dump out your gray and black tanks and refill your, your clean tank, which is your water tank. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. They, no. like Damien said, they're always booked out. They're always running behind. Mm -hmm. It's if you can get if you can get there early, make sure that's priority number one because it's so nice to have that option. Dude. I'm sitting here wondering how people do this for Burning Man. Oh yeah, that's like <laughs> you're there for so long. Yeah. And plus the dust and like all of that. Like I can't even imagine just running on a generator and having yep. enough water in your tank to get you through Burning Man. Like oh, yeah. could not could not imagine. <laughs> I gotta figure that out because I wanna go in the next few years. So we'll yeah. see. <laughs> there's definitely we'll YouTube that. There's definitely videos. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then I think my last few questions here. So obviously you know you've rented your rv so like they were clearly okay with you going to a music festival but is there any like best practices for returning your rv or things that you recommend doing yes give yourself a night um give your don't return it right away you're gonna be exhausted the next day like you're not gonna want to mm -hmm. you know have to drive all this all this time and like clean it and fill it up so give yourself a night if you can um, that way you have the time to clean everything, make sure you check everywhere that nothing's broken, make sure you wipe down surfaces because glitter gets everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's why C and I were like, after forest, we like cleaned the RV top to bottom. Um, make sure you return it with the tank full, make sure you take pictures of any damage or, or even before you return it, if nothing happens, still take pictures so that you have that for documentation. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, having more time is super helpful. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. then like you said, um, just in case anybody missed that in the beginning, usually with an RV, because I, di I didn't even know what this was beforehand, but do you typically like, like to go to a campground or like an RV park or something like that? Like, where do you normally park your RV like before or after? Yes. So I like to use KOA. Um, it's Campgrounds of America with a K. Fantastic. They're always super clean. They're really affordable. Um, they have a lot of space and you can always, you know, you can pick a site with sewage dumps. So you go into the festival clean and you can fill up your, your water tank there with uh, mm -hmm. potable water. Uh, but there are a ton of RV parks everywhere. So that's always an option. Um, and then one thing I like about KOAs is that usually they have laundry. So like if I go back that night, I can just do my laundry if I want to, or like, nice. you know, take that time. So it's nice. Nice. Okay. Sweet. And then you're um, obviously like responsible for like emptying out everything else, like food, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Cleaning everything. Cool. Yeah. You basically need to return it how you received it. Okay. That makes sense. Sweet. I'm trying to think if there's any other questions. I think like, I guess just to wrap up with RVs again for like anyone considering, cause like, I think I'm pretty sure I've only done the one. I can't mm -hmm. be, I feel like I've done two, but maybe I'm like, my brain is just not functioning fully <laughs> right now. Um, but I like, even just from like comparing it to like other experiences, like I definitely think it's worth the money and, and the route I want to go down, like for sure in the future, just for, again, like we said, like the convenience of it, the comfort, um, again, just being able to have everything kind of like in 
one place so you can wake up and you have an air conditioning in your bathroom and kitchen and all of that stuff are right there. And then I think from there, like we're obviously talking about possibly doing Shambhala next year. So like the conversations we're starting to have is like how many people and what is comfortable for us so we can decide mm-hmm. on like the size of the RV. Then we'll figure out where we're going to rent that from. And then like Cami said, building out those like Google spreadsheets are so helpful oh, yeah. with your group to figure out who's going to be bringing in what. Mm-hmm. splitting the cost like all of that can't recommend google spreadsheets enough <laughs> <laughs> definitely for sure um any other thoughts on rvs before we let everyone go um damien said uh make sure you have the correct power hookup because some of them are like 50 amps some are 30 amp and that it's long enough to reach from the rv to where you're supposed to hook it up mm-hmm. uh but they usually come with that already in there just make sure you double check Okay. And what is like the main difference of that? Because I totally forgot to mention that with the festival pricing, sometimes like with EDC, there are different like amp hookups, like obviously the higher ones are more expensive, but that usually just means what, like it's going to run smoother. Yeah, better. Yeah. And then make sure that if you paid for a, so, so make sure it just matches, right? Like if your RV only has 50 amp power, or it requires 50 amp power, make sure that you get that uh, ticket for it if you're gonna mm-hmm. get power, um, because you can really mess up the electrical systems if you don't use the correct mm-hmm. uh, amperage. Smart, okay, cool. So definitely look, and that's all gonna be listed on the description of the RV, yeah. right, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, sweet, good to know. Um, cool, I don't think there were any other questions here. I think this was so helpful. I already like learned more about <laughs> RVs. I swear, other than me volunteering to drive myself, just probably not going to happen. I just wanted to like <laughs> learn more about RVs, but I would recommend from my perspective, if you are not the person going to be driving, like elect your RV or like camp leader. It was Cami in our situation. <laughs> and again, just like have these conversations and then figure out other ways that you can, can chip in or contribute. Um, Cause yeah, just seeing you like, freaking working the water and power hookups and doing all this shit I was like I don't know how she knows how to do all this (laughs) and honestly if you don't know how to do something just google it youtube it youtube is awesome reddit has a ton of resources like you can always find the answer your neighbors neighbors are always great Mm -hmm. yep I feel like they helped us with when we were trying to figure out the slide out thing and why it wasn't working they were like trying to help us figure out (laughs) if our RV was level or not oh god so many, so many, like, you know, so there's highs and lows of every, yeah, <laughs> of every camping option. Um, but no, this was so good. Cammy, where can everybody find you? Thank you. Uh, you can reach me at the curly Cammy on Instagram. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm around. If you guys have any questions about RVs, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, but yeah, let's have fun. What's the next festival. Uh, ARC. I'm so excited. It's my first <laughs> festival this year. I broke my leg in January, so I haven't been able to do anything. And Ark is my mm-hmm. first one, and I can't wait. <laughs> She's going balls to the wall, baby. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> if you see her, say hi. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and we'll be at a camping festival hopefully next year at some point. So we'll hope to see you guys there. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Perfect. Thanks, guys. Love you, Cami. I'll see you guys Love later. Love you. Bye. Bye.